Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast with myself, Max, and Al. We are sat here with James Finney from the Best A Man Can Get Podcast. Hello. How's it going? You good? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you very much, yes. Um, I want to say thank you for, for getting in touch with us. Uh, it happens now and again uh, where we get a message and oh, I like what you're doing. I'd love to come on your show. and That makes me feel happy. So thank you very much for joining us. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk a bit about your, your show. What is your, what is your show? Tell us all about it. Hmm, I should really practice this sort of uh, pronunciation as to what I do. Um, right. My main mission is to help men of a, let's say, a, a, they're in a middle-age crisis. Now, there is the phenomenon, allegedly, of the midlife crisis. So yeah. out of that, I just want to help people find a way of making a turn for the right or the good. Maybe they've lived a life where they're, they're bored, they're trapped, they hate it, much like I was. So is there anyone else out there that can help or join along or help turn around and actually find the positive in life as opposed to just dreading every day, getting up and thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's a trap, isn't it? I mean, um, I'm not quite there yet. I mean, I don't know. If I, well, I hope you don't get there. If <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm 34 now. Uh, when, when is midlife? How do you judge how long you're going to live for? I mean... <laughs> well, that is... <laughs> <laughs> I could die tomorrow, then I'll just bypass that. Yeah. Um, uh, you get to a stage, I imagine, in life where you've like, I haven't done anything. I've literally got up, gone to work, got up, gone to work, got up, gone to work. I've never been, I've never been abroad. I've never been to a rock concert. I've never driven a fast car, yeah. you know. Um, and I guess that's what midlife crisis is, right? That's what, we think. That's yeah. what I think about anyway. For, for me, it's been an awakening or an awareness of one's own mortality. That mm. I need to get moving because soon I'm not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And then you get stressed by the decision of, well, what do I do first? You have to figure out where to put yourself in the world, right? Yeah. And, and how do I do it? And then you're like, oh, okay, I want to do that. Oh, it's going to take two years of learning. Do I want to commit to that sort of thing for two years? I might not like it. Yeah. And then it just goes, oh, and you just start having, well, I did. I was starting to just, oh, just get it over and done with. Just end it now and I'll start again. I'm happy to be just a toddler again. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is the sad reality of it, isn't it? When you get to a certain age, you feel like, most of my life's gone now. Um, <laughs> but like, do you know what? I've seen people um, have these moments where they completely rebirth themselves at a certain age. And, you know, you live happy existence doing something that you enjoy for the remainder of your life. I mean, um, examples, uh, celebrities, you know, some of the old... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson wasn't famous till he was 42 or something. You know, yeah. it's crazy. And, and look at Morgan Freeman. He hasn't aged for 30 years. <laughs> I look at him, I'm like, how old is that man? And he's, he's still alive being a busy beekeeper. It's just in, incredible. Um, I, I, believe, I believe that um, everybody comes to a point where um, they kind of know what they, they need to do. Most people, I was going to say, you know, not everybody. Um, and that's what happened with me. I mean, if I had realized that I, was, I, was, I had this kind of ability behind a microphone, I'm not going to say I'm like, I'm the Don when it comes to being behind him. But I've got a talent and I, 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 I recognise that now. And before I felt like I was never, I used to think about, oh, what if I was on the radio? What would I talk about? You know, mm. maybe what, what those awkward silences when I'm like, uh, you know, but I've never had no. a problem with it. And if I'd have found out when I was younger, I probably would have been doing something decent with my life now, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm totally with you on that front because I've discovered this sort of, the broadcast medium as it were, and I absolutely love it. I'm like, why didn't I know about this? As a kid, I was fascinated slightly by radio and uh, and what can be done with it. But it always seemed a bit um, regimented and set. And, okay, there's a couple of guys on the radio, but there's 50, 60 million of us. Who's actually going to get to be on the radio? So it sort of became a pointless thing or not really a, a valid interest. But now doing this, I'm I'm really enjoying meeting and talking to people. And the weird thing is, when I get feedback from people going, I really liked that. Well, yeah, yeah. okay, you were just listening to two people talking. Yeah, but it, it was really good. Yeah. I like this job. I mean, I start before, before I did the, the, the biscuit, I did, I did 
uh, Thorskin. Uh, Thor's did, did kin. what? Sorry, Thorskin. <laughs> I also have to explain. <laughs> it was a cheeky show. It was R-rated, but it was it was a show very much designed to bring people together. The the, the outcasts, the people that don't have a million friends to go out with on a, on a Friday night. And, oh yeah, you know, and that's what that was for. It was to ha- include people into our community, and so we can. And, and it was very successful. And, and in fact, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, isn't it? When you create a podcast, when you create something. The first thing that enters your head when you make something like this is how can I tell uh, as many people as I can about what I do mm. without looking like a jackass? Because, like, <laughs> you know, you, you're a podcaster. I, I imagine you're part of some podcast communities where you'll be like, um, I need help with a certain setup. And, and you don't get any help. You get links to other people's yeah. show. And it's just... That's, I call that the, uh, the the podcast equivalent of herpes. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. But to put yeah. it away. Oh, like but it um, does have a burning itch, and you still have to have a little peek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and leave it alone. <laughs> because everybody wants to get out there now. Uh, everybody wants to tell. Uh, and do you know what? I feel like um, the, the lesson I had to learn was. It doesn't matter how big your audience is. It just matters that you've got someone that listens to what you do and enjoys what you do. Yeah. Like with, with, with Thor's kin, uh, the, the community we put together was, they were spanned across the planet, you know, and we, I've got friends now in places all around the world that will, but they will turn up. They'll just turn up, you know, yeah. if I'm like, I'm doing something at live at such and such. I'll have Brucey Bruce. I'll have, um, <laughs> uh, Ryan Williams. I'll have, um, uh, you know, so many people, um, Keith McCleary, who's in Nova Scotia, um, uh, Eric Fluger, who's in Florida, all these people around the world. My friend Rich Carter, who's an expat who lives in Australia. These people will just turn up because mm. of it's something that I put together, and they like the community. And as a result, you've got somewhere to go and visit, <laughs> run away to. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that the network of friends is a great thing to build up. Uh, the main thing I want to get from my podcast. First of all, it was a selfish thing because I needed to find some inspiration in self. It's all very well knowing stuff and reading books and what have you and watching other people. But there's the actual small task of doing something. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. know everything, but if you don't do anything, it's worthless. Mm -hmm. So I needed some way of turning it around just to inspire me and get me going to motivate me. So it was a selfish thing, really. Mm -hmm. But through meeting these people, it's already lifted me up without me actually making a concerted effort or to focus on... I'm going to do this this week because Blah said I should do so. It's just filtered into me. Yeah. I suppose osmosis is the way. And as a result, I'm a lot more uptown and happier as a result of having done what I've done. Yeah. And then it turns out after interviews, I'm having interviewees telling me, thank you for those questions because you've actually made me think about what I'm doing and I actually feel like I'm doing something of worth. Great. And then I get people contacting me going, that person was really good. I really, I really like their point of view. I'm like, this is brilliant. So I'm going to carry on because I found it to be a life-affirming thing. Unfortunately, I've chosen a time when every man and his dog is doing a podcast. But will they remain carrying on doing their podcast? Uh, yeah, this is what I've seen. And, and the, uh, the creation of Anchor, uh, things like this, it does, it does add saturation to the, the industry. Yeah. This is uh, quotations. But mm. I think that's where you stand out. This is, the, the competition is no problem to me. I feel like there's billions of people on the planet and, what, half a million to a million podcasts that are active oh, about half a million I think active at the moment but um, like there's millions three million on Apple allegedly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's there's more than enough people to listen to those things I don't care if I've got a hundred people listening to my podcast or ten thousand or ten million um, I love doing what I'm doing and you know it's, it's meeting people like Max yeah. for example like, I've only just met the guy and I love him already <laughs> <laughs> meeting people like Max who, who I met through the podcast and now we're friends and we do this together um, people like Tom Bruno in Vermont and people that, you know, tune in with you. I mean, how, how do you uh, find your guests uh, and invite them on the show? What, what's the process there? It's been a combination mainly of inviting friends. Uh, I've started embarking on a mission of introducing local people. Um, I know it's a weird phenomenon. It's like, why would you want to listen to an interview with a local person? What have they got to say about the world? Well, funnily enough, they probably know just as much as a celebrity. In fact, they've probably got a greater reality of the world because mm. celebrities live in a very detached reality of the world. Mm. So, and also a fake reality because they have to put on a persona. Whereas real people, quotation marks, actually have a reality on what life is. 
So if they're succeeding, they're the people I should be speaking to. Absolutely. They've jumped through the hurdles in life. They've yeah. got to where they are to be on a podcast, to be in that position. So why not get them on and inspire others to do the same, right? I feel Absolutely. like there's such a generation of like, just, I feel like it's almost my generation, the millennials who just have no father figure in life, no direction, and then just get depressed and, and anxious and no direction. 100%. And, and do you find that the what you would class as a father figure have just been buried and lost amidst mm. this technological noise yes that they're in a corner of a pub sitting on their own when really they're the person you should be engaging with because they've got so much data that is of use to you and your community Absolutely. Yeah. they shouldn't be isolated and left out on their own i think it, it teaches you not to judge a book by its cover as well because i mean I, i've met some of the most chaotic minds <laughs> absolute just balls of just anxiety uh, drama and stress but behind all that there's a bit of genius mm-hmm. you know some of some of the the, the most I know you swore then uh, some of the most uh, you know out there people um, are poets yeah. artists musicians you know um so and that side of their characters just crying to get out but they feel stifled in some way in society and they just need to understand that it's okay to be who you want to be right exactly exactly mm-hmm. and i feel like i feel like uh, what you're doing it, it gives people a license to do that you know i always encourage people to let people uh give them a range to be able to get that that per, that persona out you mm. know? Yeah. yeah i i want to um let people be as much as they can. It's like you can have an interview platform or, or a way of doing it, but I don't wish to uh, have any agenda. Yeah. So yeah. I, the only thing I've set out is I don't want to talk about politics, mainly because it seems to be so destructive and it's an unwinnable argument in all corners. So, and I also think that's one of the key things for middle age or men having issues is because they get into the whole political thing. Yeah. Mm. So I want to kick that into touch, but everything else is pretty much on the table for me, really. I had, I've had, I've met someone, um, I've met someone. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I made a friend uh, called Matt Connerton. He's, uh, he's a radio presenter in, in Manchester in New Hampshire in America. And he, he runs Matt Connerton Unleashed. It's part of a radio station. And it's a very political charge, politically charged show. And it's not usually my thing. It's not really my go-to. Because like you said, politics can be a very toxic thing. Uh, but he finds a way to talk about politics that's that's friendly, if that makes sense. Really? Uh, yeah, I've been on his show and I've talked about it. Um, and, I mean, they've had senators go on um, that, that represent Trump. They've had people come on that represent um, Biden. They've had independents on. Obviously, it's in America. Um, and he wanted to know what <laughs> what us Brits thought about um, the, the US from the outside. And I was like... Well, we've we've done Brexit. We know how to be embarrassed. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. Like, there's there's no judgment here. But yeah, you need to pull your socks up a bit. You know, that was nice actually. Just talking about politics because I don't do that on the show very often. Right. You know? um, I find it a scary thing because it, it is a litmus thing, and it, it's it's you are lighting a fuse mm. because are you actually going to get the true response of that person, or are you going to get the socially ingrained response? Absolutely. Are you going to get the thing that the family have told them to do? Mm. Is it what their workmates have told them that they should do? Are you really getting the real person? Yeah. And I think the whole thing with politics is because it's such a, a mush to satisfy and a trying to appease everyone. It actually is unworkable mm. and it, it buries the true person. So that's why I personally try and avoid it. Yeah, I, I don't I blame have you. Fun. I don't blame you. So it's verbal tennis at the end of the day. <laughs> it is. It's all theories of what if. Opinions, I mean, if they did yeah. this, if, yeah, if. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, that's not reality because it hasn't happened. Yeah. So let's get down to the real things. Hypothetical existentialism, right? Yes. Wow. That's, wow. <laughs> I'm glad I had coffee uh, this morning. <laughs> um, so what do you like to talk about on your show then? What is, what's the kind of topic, the, you know? The guest. Yeah? That's it. Mm. My main purpose is the guest and what value do I and the listener get from the guest? And that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had guests talk about alcohol the greatnesses of alcohol, the ways in which to make it, use it, cocktails, how, what foods to have it with. Or uh, there's one guy who has a machine that issues, elect- well, I don't know what the technical word is. It makes electromagnetic waves and you lie in it and it heals you over a course of hours, etc. Wow. And, and it's used by people and it's scientifically proven and it's growing, etc. So I have these kind of people. I have people who are into tantra, spiritual stuff and all these various things that I just want to try and find little nuggets that are useful for people to take on. I've had people who are conspiracy theorists, you could say, but even taking from them, what things can we do to change our lives for the positive? It's like, well, mm. change your toothpaste, change mm. your water or use a water filter. 
just try and get something useful out of the actual discussion and also hopefully a bit of fun yes because yes. I think that's, that's a good thing to have, a bit of fun. That's the beauty of the medium, isn't it? You can say what you want, pretty yeah. much, right? And what the pirate radio is. As many in, yeah. people in such wonderful ways. It's yeah. But the other thing is, isn't it strange that we're, we're doing this through this medium, when really we could just do this in a pub or a cafe. Sure. But we don't. But this is, this is what this is for. This is for the people that can't get out to the pubs and the cafes and things. Yeah. Um, like I was speaking to someone um, about... Uh, we wanted to get around the nursing homes and sort of put posters up and, and promote the show around nursing homes. I want to interview people in nursing homes, by the uh, way. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be fantastic. Shane had this idea for um, Memoirs of a Salopian. So talk about, you know, somebody that's in their 70s or 80s, about what school they went to, what pubs they used to yeah. drink in, uh, where they used to work, things like that, because Shrewsbury changed so, many, so much over the decades that yeah. there might be someone out there that goes, oh, I remember that place. Yeah. I remember that teacher. You know, that, that sort of thing, you know. I don't um, want to remember that teacher, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no! to me on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's helpful um, to people that, that can't get out and about. I always describe the Shoes Biscuit as, a, as an audio magazine, mm. you know. Uh, if, if you can't get to the flower show, we'll be there. Yeah. I'll tell you what is, what's going on. Um, you know. I've done security there. It has been nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. Um, have you had any situations where um, uh, you've done it? Because you do, do you do just live on Facebook or do you do record? I like record we, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done a live intro. Uh, yeah. I've been offered other work to do live stuff. I might might take that up. Um, but yeah, it's recorded. It's unedited. So we just start, finish, that's it. Mm. If you mess up, I mess up, or I'm going, uh, too much, or I'm going, other things like, yeah, 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 I've noticed, that's one of my habits lately. So mm-hmm. I, it's just got to roll with it, and I'll gradually learn by experience, because I think a lot of people are perfectionists. Like, oh, let's edit that, let's cut that, let's cut, and before you know it, you've wasted a day of your life that's editing me. a one hour. <laughs> that's definitely me. But that stops you pulling the trigger and getting on with life. I feel like uh, with with my audio, I, I like my audio sounding crisp. Now, I did a, a yesterday. I, I, I um, uh, got to speak to Begita Zoutman mm. for the second time. The first time we spoke was via Skype or Zoom. I think it was Skype at the time, and there's just this crackle, as if someone's just crackling crisps mm. next to me or something. You know? Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I hated it. I hated the audio quality. That's not what I'm about. I'm about. Uh, conversation that you can just dive into and listen to and, and um, that's what I don't like I, I like my, my audio anything that I release to sound great yes you know um, I'm, that's good but yeah. I'm talking about editing when it comes to editing I used to any long pauses lots of ums and ahs the ums and ahs and um, bad mannerisms I've managed to I've been doing this long enough now <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this long enough now to sort of cancel them out of my system I mean everybody ums and ahs I watch TV and I'm like ah, there's an um mm, there's an ah match of the it's day is natu- perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's natural it's normal to yeah. have those pauses I in between I feel like there's an evolution to that as well yeah, yeah. but yeah. aren't we create? if you were doing that aren't you creating a fake reality well that's what i thought at first i remember i used to i used to work for this radio station and i used to do this eight minute bit about entertainment news al's entertainment buzz yeah, yeah. um and i had Sounds to cool. <laughs> it was, it was it back. <laughs> do you know what Ed, uh, trying to make eight minutes of audio work is hard yes. it's harder than doing an hour-long show you've got, to, you've got to cram it all in so any long pauses i would take out so it'd be like hi welcome to entertainment buzz and today we're going to be talking about the new batman movie and uh, you know it was just terms and conditions apply <laughs> I hate it, um, but I, I will take out things that um, that make my my team possibly look a bit naive, or anything that that uh, may feel I, I feel will uh, make the guest look. A, you know, I mean, I look after the people on my team. Um, like for example, yesterday, <laughs> I don't know why I thought Begita's uh, photos made it to the newspapers, and I was like, "Yeah, man, you were promoting Shrewsbury, and it went nationwide across the shoes." Like, I wasn't in the paper. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, but when this goes out, it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, what am I confused? But I love that she said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things that I'll take out, you know, silly sure. little things out. But um, it's more about I like my stuff sounding sexy, sexy audio. Oh, yeah. See, I love sound quality. And there is actually a psychology to it because um, I've got lectures and recordings from the 50s and they spent a lot of effort getting the audio right. And the reason is because they want the speaker to be in the same space as the listener. Yeah. And there is a psychological thing. Yeah. If you have poor quality, 
on the subject of reality, it doesn't appear real and the listener disconnects. However, mm. if you have good quality audio and the person appears with you or feels like they're with you, it actually communicates more. Yeah. So there's a total grounding and sense in what you're saying. There are certain things that I really like. I like uh, ambiance. I love, if I'm in a coffee shop and I'm speaking to Max at a coffee shop, I want the, the clinking of the cups and the, yeah, the yeah. chattering. And the, I want that. Um, if we are, um, if we're speaking to someone on the phone, I would ideally like them to sound like they're actually on the phone because mm. then the listeners like I'm on the phone to these people. You know, that. it sounds that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that a deliberate thing radios do now? Is they just cut out all the loud, just like that three kilohertz little bandwidth just to make it sound like they are on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it <could be> a <laughs> Your phone is too good. Can you rubbish it up a bit, please? <laughs> um, uh, so what? What? What's? What have you learned? I mean, how long has your show been going? First of all, I started first or second week of July. Oh, so it's fairly new then. Fairly new. I'm 19 or 18 shows in. I was meant to be a show last night, but the guests didn't turn up. <laughs> I say turn up. I was up at midnight and they were meant to be, well, they are in America. And they're like, oh, an hour later, like, sorry, I'm still on. So like, okay, next week. Fine. I'll go to bed now. Thank you. Um, no, so I'm, I'm new to it, but uh, the, the estimated audience figures are growing, which is good because I'm not doing any marketing really. Um, although I am appearing on other people's shows, we talk about stuff, but it's friends of friends sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly enough, Facebook doesn't, people aren't doing it on Facebook, sharing, sharing, but they're talking, talking. Mm-hmm. So that's, a po- I can't analyze that stat, but I can see the audience is growing, which is good. But I need to get it to a point where maybe I can just pay for a microphone. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, uh, Team Biscuit will tell you that like, I'm constantly on the ball when it comes to marketing. Uh, oh, looking, I've seen looking, that. Looking yeah. For- <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, 100% agree you are. Constantly just on the ball thinking about how we, ways we can grow the show. And we do have a very open discussion about things. You know, I'm, I run the show very transparently for a reason. The reason being is... I don't claim to be some uh, radio podcasting genius. I'm, I'm, this is my journey as much as, as everybody else's. Mm. Um, I, I don't. We, we want to make our, our, our the biscuit into a CIC, a community interest company, and I don't know how to do that. I don't know what to God. do. Uh, so we, we, we're asking for outside help, you know, because um, that way we can get funding. Because we feel like we do a good thing for the town. You yeah. Know? But if you did know how to do that, then you wouldn't be podcasting because you'd be doing the the legal stuff exactly and that would defeat the purpose of what you're doing um when it comes to marketing i like to do things very organically because there's lots of lots of these twitter pages tweet your tweet love friday or tweet tweet, share (laughs) share for it share and i like that but i like things to grow organically people follow the biscuit on instagram or facebook because they like what we do yes simple Mm. absolutely keep Mm. it good because it I, a learned businessman from Germany told me it takes five years for a company to grow organically. And I, and I asked him, five years to what? He didn't have an answer. But apparently it takes five years to grow. <laughs> I was like, what is the point to which yeah, you're growing? Because sure. trees just carry on going and going and going. Mm-hmm. They don't just go, well, that's enough. That's what humans do, by the way. I've noticed that. We, we, we yeah. stop our own expansion. We go, comfortable. Yeah, exactly. It's a dangerous thing. We'll go, we're the only organism on the planet that seems to stop expanding. It absolutely is. Well, I feel like that completely ties in with the first topic we touched on, which was the midlife crises, right? You yeah, either yeah. hit it at 25, 35, 40. Yeah. Uh, and then I noticed and then decay. We stop, we stop growing and start decaying, absolutely, until we realize <laughs> ourselves. And oh my goodness, I've stopped growing. I need to start getting back out there, exercise and look after yeah. myself. And this that, is the moment of decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the hardest thing, though, because, uh, as I say, knowing stuff is very easy to do. You can research mm. until your bottom falls out. Mm. But... Getting active is the toughest challenge. Motivating yourself to, to do something like this. I mean, I talk to Max all the time because he's, he's super healthy, does all this running, um, and I'm the opposite, really. And I'm always like, I need to be... He's like, anybody can do it. I was like, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> I started off, honestly, I was... Uh, I was in a very different way when I started running. Mm. And I just did one mile and I was completely out of breath. So like, never doing this again. The next day I did it again and got a little bit further. You I know? always imagine if I go running on the streets, I have somebody with a, a trombone. Boom, 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 Self-esteem issues right there, shining through on the streets. I'll tell you that <laughs> I, I did running recently uh, and I was getting good at it and enjoying it. But then my running partner... Uh, had to stop so i've stopped uh, no See, excuses I, no, well yeah there is accountability <laughs> is my excuse 
I need someone to actually give me a kick or someone to hold me accountable. Okay, sure. And I found that as the only, like, doing the so, podcasting is people have held me accountable that's to do good. it. David Goggins is a guy that holds oh, me accountable. He's my current audiobook at the hey, moment. Hey, fantastic. Incredible, man. Fantastic. Incredible. Yeah, what a story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just nod and I know who that guy is. He's a beacon of hope for all men. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Oh, everybody. If, if, say everyone. if you ever get the chance to listen to his audio book, you can't hurt. Is it Can't Hurt uh, Me? Can't Hurt Me, yeah. Yeah, that he had the most horrific upbringing. Mm-hmm. Everything in his life seems to be horrific, and yet he's just a machine. that goes. He weighed like 400 pounds, really unhappy, milkshakes, you know, on the hour, and from that became a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And three times he went through the week of... What did they call it? Hell week. Hell week, three times. Eventually finished it with a broken leg. Yeah. It's incredible. Wow, okay. Maybe I'll give it a go. You do, you should. He's on on the JRE as well. Yeah? It's really worth listening. Imagine imagine someone like him would be on Joe Rogan. Um, Right, okay. Uh, James, I've I've, I've, I've set up a gauntlet for you, okay? Here we go, yeah. Uh, So the the gauntlet is, uh, um, for anybody that's not really... I've done it twice on The Biscuit. Something I do on Suck quite a lot. We just recently... Uh, run D through it um, this is I expect people that do what we do to have some sort of talent when it comes to being <coughs> behind a microphone and um, <laughs> you will learn, have learned in the 18 weeks or so that you've been doing this uh, 18 episodes I should yeah. I say um, ways of using your initiative when it comes to being behind a microphone okay, okay, right, okay. there are three <laughs> rounds there are three rounds um, there is the inanimate object round but I will give you an inanimate object to talk about wholly just for a minute just bam talk beautiful you can describe it in any way you like this is my former life i spent all my <laughs> life talking to myself talking to objects and asking why they are there <laughs> i will then give you the speed round uh, they are there are 10 questions you have an allotted amount of time um to answer these questions but you don't know how long okay um so you get for those questions as quick as possible yes. um, and then i'll give you 10 um objects that you need to describe to max without actually telling them what they are, okay? Mm. So you have to guess what you're talking about. <laughs> are they in this room? We have so got this. I've got my laptop here, which I closed. Because are are they objects about. in this physical universe or other universes? Um, I believe they probably do exist in other universes as well. Okay. I mean, in the multiverse. In the multiverse. Yeah. I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. I, 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 believe it. I believe in it. Shooting stars is one of my sort of stable diets. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, why is that? I always wanted to host a quiz show, so if anyone needs mm. a quiz host for a... Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'll keep an ear out for you, James. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to need to get a stopwatch up on my phone because my watch is just... Uh, I, I like Are you it. not going to do the 120 elephants or something? I can just... <laughs> using initiative. Can you not see the 120 elephants in this room? <laughs> I can feel them. <laughs> okay, so you're going to have a minute uh, to talk about this object. I'll spin my laptop around. And as soon as you start talking, I will then uh, start the time. So here is <coughs> your object. Right. Okay. And away I go. It, it's a beautiful cylindrical white-topped device with a smooth mapley edge to it, with metal objects of resonance and symbology and, and sharp to the touch, I find. As a kid, when I touched these things, I used to get my fingers snagged in it, and it used to hurt quite a lot. And, uh, but it's also handy for hitting people in a comedy style, either on the edge <laughs> to inflict pain or in the centre for a perfect sort of noise. Um, also quite an amusing thing to walk with. Uh, if you're walking around town, if you just have it hanging by your leg, it will intimidate, annoy and wind people up. It's a great device, a great toy. It doesn't require batteries, I don't believe. Uh, it's not mains powered. And uh, it can also be used as a hat in the rain, depending on its size. If it's uh, an 18-inch one, that could be adequate for your head. I've never seen a 36-inch one, but that would be great if such a thing did exist. Imagine the packaging on that. And it would probably roll down the road as well when the people delivered it as well. Um, it could be used as a spare wheel on a cartoon car, perhaps. Oh, hello. Hey, stop. And that was a tramp, uh, trampoline. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a trampoline. It could be a trampoline if it was one beginning, a tambourine. Well done. That was fantastic. Oh, that, was, right. that was very... Uh, Get very... myself a job in the tambourine marketing department at Hasbro. <laughs> great imagery. <laughs> um, okay, I'll bring them ones up in a second because I don't want Max to see. Mm. Oh. Uh, okay. I will close my eyes. Um, and this one I need to stopwatch for because otherwise you'll know when the time's over. Um, okay, so 10 questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is one of these I always have to 
dumb down because it's usually made for a. He's inferring that I'm need dumbing. Not dumb down. Uh, more <laughs> not um, personal. <laughs> more add to a, a more family friendly audience. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> so okay, uh, your time starts as soon as I end the last que- uh, the first question. It's very precise. Okay. Okay. Uh, your first memory of a pet. Merlin the cat. Your favourite film category. Oh, God. Whose stomach was that? I just had rumbling. Uh, favourite <laughs> film category. Oh, oh, God. True stories. True stories. Uh, your favourite Muppet. Animal. Animal. Um, your best dish to cook. Cheese on toast with tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, one unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to censor myself. Okay. Um, I think... The things we are told to do by uh, enforcing power of government are a bit nonsense. Okay, cool. Your favourite booze? Uh, the cinnamon, is it cinnamon flavoured whiskey? No, uh, that, that, the Jack Daniels whiskey. Why can't I remember it? Oh no, bonfire whiskey, the one that's only out in November at the Wheat Chief. Nice. Uh, well, the pubs are available. Uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox, or Switch, or neither. PlayStation 3 is all I've got, sorry. <laughs> your favourite podcast that isn't yours? Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, nice. the, well, like, well, and yours, Biscuit. Oh, of course, yeah, nice. <laughs> One guilty pleasure. Jesus, so many. Um, <laughs> I'm guilty of all my pleasures, to be fair. Sugar. Sugar, okay. Yeah. And your favourite TV or movie villain? Oh, the Joker. Uh, as in, well, which one, though? They're, they're of an equal parity, as in, yeah, the last two jokers I'm finding of so many great attributes, but both of them are profoundly brilliant. The joker's very popular. Well done. You had a minute to do that, and you did it in a minute and 35, so well done. That was good. Is that a good index or not? No, that's, that's perfect. Um, okay. <laughs> According to... <laughs> Okay, I've, I, I have set up um, sort of 10 um, I, uh, items for you to discuss. Oh, right. Uh, you ne- okay, I need to take my headphones off of it. Right. 10 items. Uh, my God, are, the, are these illegal? <laughs> I don't think we should be I'll discussing just any of these. On my laptop has got 10 images. You can uh, go across the board in any direction you like. You have two minutes to describe to Max what these pictures are without actually saying what they are. You, okay. You clear the rules, yeah? Yes. Okay, on your marks, get set, and go. A man who communicates by just eyes and hand gestures alone is a popular and multi-millionaire actor. Mm. Has his McLaren F1. Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is that my description? Okay, the next guy uh, is an ambassador for Martini and Coffee and uh, did a great film, Syriana, and he does some films of particular subject matter that's questionable as to... Whether we should dig into it. Women, apparently women go weak at the knees for him. Hmm. Not all women, because that's a wild generality. Some women might absolutely hate him. <laughs> they might like, dislike to smell it. I'll move on, because I knew I'd get in that one. No, well, uh, I could have a guess at Werner Herzog, but I'm, I wouldn't nah. even say the women are after okay. him anymore. You, you can come back to it. You can back. The next one's a big cavity in the ground of America. A uh, very long... Okay, sure. The, uh, the Grand Canyon, right? Uh, yes, that's it. Boom. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a guy that's just moved to uh, Texas from California and he likes wearing headphones. Joe Rogan. That's right, yes. Oh, the next one is uh, a number one Christmas uh, single from, I can't remember which year, but it was in the 90s, and he knocked Take That off number one, I think. Uh, Robbie Williams? Close, but the first word is very similar. Right. They, they, they have, uh, he, he has earned the nickname okay. from this character. Okay, no, I give up. He's pink, yellow. Mr. Blubby! Yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, that makes sense now. I like the hint. <laughs> uh, right. Um, the next one is a fish that expands when shocked. Oh, the puffer fish. That's Fugu. Right. Yeah. Flipping out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, the next one is a cat that's found in Egypt, but it's very large and inanimate. It has a human head. Sphinx. Yeah. The next one is a symbol of uh, a singing mermaid luring people onto the rocks. When a siren. Yes, from what popular company or brand? Warner Brothers in uh, Ariel Disney. Uh, no. Disney, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one <laughs> is, is a guy from a cartoon family, uh-huh. uh, and he is the little one that wears a... Uh, I was going to say a tuxedo, I don't know what that is. Uh-huh. Okay, um, so that, I'll, I'll get my laptop back. <laughs> yeah, well we definitely... Well, the last one, I go with Spongebob, I think. Oh, well, okay. 
Okay. Let's do <laughs> The first one you were trying to describe was uh, Mr. Right, Mr. Bean. Of course. I'm pretty I'm far off with Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if you just said from Dust Till Dawn, ER, or Bat Nipples, yes. uh, you probably could have got George Clooney. Hell of a friend. I bat nipples Dawn. on the Batman. Right. I remember that one. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann. Who was it that did that? Was the Mermaid uh, was Starbucks. Uh-huh, Starbucks coffee. Sure. Um, the 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 baby uh, from Family Guy is Stewie, and then the, the the drink that made all kids turn orange was going to be Sunny, Sunny D. D. Yeah, the uh, one that's got very little orange, but can actually drive your children <laughs> mental. Five percent sugar. Yeah, <laughs> it's an amazing drink. We call it orange because it's orange coloured, not because it's got orange. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> what are the plans for your show? Where, where are you going to take this? What's what's your goal? Uh, to have a, a revolution of middle-aged men suddenly become alive and active and to throw out their TV sets. That's and such an incredible thing to hear, James. My <laughs> goodness me. Yes. That could be actually your question about uh, what might cause offence in this weird day and age that I, I think that the modern man is a neglected species and is sort of beaten upon and, and hated in some way. So to bring them up and go, actually, you guys aren't wrong for being born male and you aren't wrong for being 40-odd. You're actually alive. Let's go do something. You don't have to work the X amount of hours a week, go home, have the takeout, Absolutely. sit there and be a vegetable and hate well, the I world. I feel like the expectations have changed so much upon men in the last few decades. Yeah. That- we haven't kind of shifted our perceptions around that and no. it's still kind of balancing itself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'd like to help that and I'd like to be more happier and also I'd like to be solvent. That'd be hey, great. If I dream. could pay my bills on time <laughs> every month, that'd be just like... Yes, I've made it. <laughs> I think it's really good. I, I do have to um, implore you and, and congratulate you for for trying to include people. Yeah, you know because we're living in a, in a world that's kind of divided at the moment. Oh. Whether it be politics, uh, Marvel or DC, or yeah. Star Wars or Star Trek, or these things, everybody's seen it's a lot of tribalism at the moment. So when oh, you oh, so when you when you're creating something and you are like. This is a nice, kind, fun community to be a part of. Yeah. Come and join us. I, am, I, you know, I think that's fantastic. Now, when days. I say middle-aged male, you can actually be of any gender or any age. <laughs> and weirdly enough, my demographics, because I was like thinking, oh, it's going to be UK male. But 50-something percent of my audience is actually from the United States. Wow. Mm. So it's like, well, that's weird. How did that happen? Um, maybe they can't read. Oh, no, that's a wild generality. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, well. I actually want to expand out to have all walks of life but you've got to start off with some sort of small micro audience so you can build upon it but in all honesty i want to include anyone and everyone i just want to find a way of making people i don't want to force people to be happy you've got to make the choice yourself where you want to go and i feel like micro goals is a huge step to that making people realize that hang on a minute if i implement this if i make my bed when i wake up in the morning as a micro routine and then from there i can then tidy my room and then i can do this and that before you know it life starts falling into place right it definitely yeah. happened for me 100 that's how i see in regards to the politics and people are like obsessed with the world yeah what's way beyond they don't even know exist they never been house. There. yeah in a world sort your, get your bed sorted out Absolutely. yeah get a wash get a shave <laughs> get your act together well don't have to have a shave but if you're gonna grow a beard keep it in order absolutely yes. so, uh, those basic things and then have a conversation with your children find out what they actually want to do in life not what you want to put upon yeah. them and then talk to your partner. That's mad, isn't it? Just talk to your partner. <laughs> Not argue. No, that's right, yeah. Uh, agree upon some goals. And then communicate with your family and expand. And then, hey, maybe find out the neighbor's name two doors down. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing, James. What, what's their name? <laughs> maybe have a conversation. Instead of obsessing with social media and what's going on in a world that you don't even know or yeah. care about, really, or shouldn't do. Well, do you know what? I felt, I felt like lockdown made social media real. Right, so on the back of it, people are now taking it hugely serious because exactly. it was our main social go-to for so long. But it shouldn't have been. We should have just gone next door. Yeah, totally, exactly. And uh, I, I believe in tackling the mundane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's, it's actually really important. Like, I, I remember my friend James, who used to be my co-host for Thorskin, a good friend of mine. He, he was like, I was like, let's let's have a few drinks. Let's have a, you know, come around mine. We'll order some food. Blah blah blah. So I'll bring some board games, and I was like. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, bring some board games. What are you do? Play, you know. And he brought down Ankh Morpork, which is a Discworld game. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
you know, let's do this, mm, play board game. One of the best nights I ever had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is me tackling the mundane. Uh, when I think of board games, it's a boring thing. I was just like, Ugh. but Ankh-Morpork was this game designed that everybody has to screw everyone over <laughs> to win. <laughs> and it was brilliant. You could be <laughs> as brutal, as savage as you want. You could be, right. a, you know, and I had the best time. So yeah. until your friends are completely destitute. That's how you win. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have like a good poker face to win that yes. game. If anybody's, yeah. anybody's played Ankh Pork, you'll know. It's, uh, it's a brilliant game. And in uh-huh. fact, I, I want to um, see if we can um, take some microphones to Nerdy and play that game because I, I want to, I want to get like a live playthrough from that game because it's fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's really like, cool. um, yeah. There's the, the the Game of Thrones game. Uh, board game and it apparently the way it describes itself is if the, if nobody's fallen out by the time you finish that game you haven't played it right <laughs> <laughs> legal advisories at the bottom <laughs> try something new basically you yeah. know uh, learn something new um, I've learned I've, we speaking I was speaking to you before we recorded and I was like I never thought I would be sitting talking to Manola about eyelash extensions <laughs> like we were a few weeks ago that girl's fantastic she's, yeah, yeah. she's got a brilliant mind and she's going to do really well so I'm glad we do things like that. Yeah. I, 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 do you remember when you were a kid playing board games or games with your grandparents? Or I, I'm assuming you did. I don't know whether that's... Absolutely. Well, yeah, well, you brothers are... Uh, yeah, cribbage, yeah, I think yeah. it was mostly for me. Wow. Monopoly. Who was Monopoly? <laughs> but you were engaged with them and you were communicating. Mm. And it's, Learning. Yeah. And it's the only time I get true engagement. Well, other than being at zoos with my daughter, the only times I've truly engaged with my daughter are through the medium of games. Mm-hmm. Even though she might have a breakdown over losing, because I, I am a competitive dad, I'm not going to give just because they're young, they, they have the right to win. No. <laughs> um, we play these games. She, she plays wrestling games and stuff on the PlayStation. We're engaged. Even though it's through a virtual medium, at least we're making some engagement. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd lose her to YouTube. It's like daddy or YouTube. Up oh, YouTube. It's vitally important, isn't it? Play is like a huge part of the human experience, Absolutely. right? Especially at that age. Yeah. And that's what and they say. Overlooked. Any age, yeah. completely. And that's what they say about Nerdy. Nerdy Cafe. Um, it's on Mardle, by the way. If you've never checked out Nerdy, yeah. Nerdy is brilliant. And they say that when you get to a certain age, you lose that license to play, which is really important, like you said, Max. Mm. And it's do good. Do you lose some, it or does someone take it away? I think I think society definitely takes yes. it away because yeah. it's like uh, uh, that line from um, um, Oasis. Uh, um, was it you chained to the mirror and the razor blade? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that, that's an important thing. Yeah. Uh, and yesterday, I, I shared a picture yesterday of these uh, jigsaw puzzles. Like me and my son, I came in, <clears throat> I picked him up from school, and I was like, "Let's do these. Let's do these jigsaw puzzles." I hate jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> Challenging the mundane. Yeah. Again, yeah. we had so much fun. Yeah. You know, uh, he'd find the piece he was missing, and he'd be like, "Yeah." and I'd high five him like well done man you know yeah. uh, and we, we sat there and we did four jigsaw puzzles it was wow, amazing brilliant. you know just silly, silly little things like that. and we had a yeah. great time doing it yeah. uh, just last week uh, it was before I went to London so two weeks ago do you remember that game you used to play in school, Consequence, where you'd write down yeah. the name of someone, what they were doing, the what they, who they met, and the, what they did, and you'd fold it over and you'd pass the paper okay. around? As We did that as a family, me and my wife and my little boy, because my little boy's le- just learning how to write and stuff, and he was giggling so much at something. <laughs> he'd be like, fart. He'd write fart or <laughs> bomb or something. You know, it was so funny. We had a great time. So, yeah. yeah. Have you done mismates? That's a great thing to do with paper. Um, and a pen. I think you need a pen. Yeah. That one. Basically, you you have a four uh, piece of paper. It's folded over in four. So if there's four of you, and you draw a body section. Uh, okay. Sure. But you just draw little marker lines, and you fold over, so they don't know what is drawn underneath. And they just follow on. They'll draw the legs, and someone draws oh, the head. And then at the end, you reveal this character that you've created. <laughs> and there's some amazing things. If you're under the influence of any other form of chemical, it probably gets even more profound. <laughs> um, but in the presence of children, it is a great thing to do as well. Oh, fantastic. I'll try that. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'll send you a picture of a few. I've kept a lot of mine, Mr. <laughs> you could never create those things as a single mind. It's impossible. Yeah, there's a few pictures of me that might look all one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell people where they can find your show and just have a couple of, uh, a couple of a minute or so just to sell it to people. Tell okay, them. then. Okay. Well, uh, you can find uh, my content or my announcements of such at Facebook's Father Finney's Congregation. You can join and subscribe and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, why Father Finney? Well, I was a big fan of Father Jack Hackett 
<laughs> yeah, track. And, and one all of my that, uh, inspirational figures throughout my teenage years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and there was because when you look at that script for that series, there's over. I can't. I'm sure there was over 50 priests they created, and every priest has a theme. That's the whole idea. All these priests have particular themes and addictions and sure. weird things that you would not associate with a church. And that's what I like because I'm very spiritual in my philosophies, but I'm not mainstream religion. And I wanted a sort of, it sort of brings a slight calm or a, 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 I don't know whether people sort of automatically respect because they think you're a priest or something. But just that demeanor of being Father Finney sort of, it, it brings a calm to the group. It creates group. a safe space, right? Yeah. yeah. And the fact that on my website now that, that when, once I will pay the bill, Dan, uh, he will then start it up. Um, there's got like a vestry where you can go and buy things. There's the confessional box. So there's all these various things. There's a thing where I can go on my lectern and do my speeches to the congregation and my little flock, as it were. So there's a whole theme of it to go with that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and, and I used to sell synthesizers. So I, I, my father, Finney, on eBay became Absinthe Abbey. So it was like an abbey where you could buy synthesizers. But now it's becoming Aperture Abbey because I sell cameras. So... Um, yeah, it's a whole sort of freaky thing, and I get to dress up and do illicit things. No, I don't. That's, <laughs> that's making that better. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me on Facebook. Fatherfinney.com is to be live, as I say, once I've paid the invoice. Um, what else is occurring? YouTube and BitChute, they're going live at the weekend. I have a software phobia. I'm analog. I love touching hardware. Well, mm-hmm. not, not touching in that, you know, using it. Tactile. Yes. yes. Software I utterly, utterly hate. So I'm quite avoiding at the moment that the confront of dealing with software. I could, I could probably help you with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I can. Uh, everything that I've learned, I'm very, I was very much the same. I, I don't, I don't really like learning new things when it comes to computers and things like that. But I've learned everything by myself. Everything mm. I've done, and I can learn it, but it's controlling the rage. At that point when I don't understand it, I want to destroy it and smash it to pieces. And that's the joy of analog, because you can smash it to pieces. With with software, it's like, where can I throw my anger? (laughs) And I've also found with mobile phones, like you you spend £500 on a phone, where's the manual? Mm. I'd I'd expect a little manual with that, please. I, I I see YouTube as the manual now for everything. Yes. What if you don't know? Yes, yes. But that's the assumption that you know. Sure. How can you make that leap? We've left behind a whole generation because Mm. they want a manual. Mm. Anyway, we're meant to be talking about me. Mm. Um, (laughs) I rant a bit. Yeah, we have a manual for you, James. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Just a reset button and delete. Um, Yeah, so I'll be on those platforms where I've confronted it and LinkedIn. But the other stuff I don't want to get into. I am constantly told, oh, you need to market on Instagram. You need to tweet. You need to. No, I don't Mm. want to. There's a fundamental here. I don't want to. I don't like those companies anyway. I don't want to give them money. I feel like it's a big part of your identity, though, equally, right? Yeah. Have have you seen the logos that I use? I I draw a logo for each episode with my own hand (laughs) within two minutes with a biro. That's it. No marketing. I don't don't want that because it's not me. I just want the conversation to be a thing, which is all very hippie to say. Because if no one finds me, you were talking previously about making it as organic as possible, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Big I, respect I, to you for that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> if I fail, then I question your respect. Indeed. But, yeah, that's where you can find me on Google, uh, podcast thingy. Although there's a delay on Google. It's about two or three days. I don't know why. But mm. I'm on Apple, the, the Usual Suspects, Anchor, Spotify. I'm all on, on all those platforms. You just subscribe and then it'll just bing when I upload and do one. I'm doing about two shows a week. I want to get it to a point where I can do four or five shows a week. I have had one of my test audience complain about the fact that I was producing too much. I just pointed out, you don't have to listen to more. <clears throat> just, just pick the one that Which might appear relevant to you. Yeah. Because I'm going to be covering a lot of various things here. So if you want to listen to all of it, great. But I don't want you to give up your life, to be fair. You have to be careful. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a hole that I've found myself in many times. I did two live. When was it? Was it Wednesday? I did two live. I couldn't. Yeah. Two live podcasts in the row um and then i got up and then come to the studio recorded two yesterday recording Excellent. two today then we're going to the castle and then tonight i'm doing the weekly bizarre life it's just it's it's yeah. a definitely uh, because I, I i got a problem with uh uh 
biting off more than I can chew. And then, not uh, a problem. then come the end of the week, I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> everything I do, I can I can sit there and do five uh, um, interviews, no problem, all day. But then I've got to edit them and get them out. You know, You're left so. with all the bone marrow and this huge bone to digest. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> James, you've been... got the chef in the room there. <laughs> <laughs> you've been a fantastic guest. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. I'd love to come on your show. I'd love to come on your show. I'm inviting myself. Well, you are cordial. I tell you what. <laughs> Let's just keep that running. We'll just swap it around. We'll copy the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went 80s there. I said tape. We're not using tape. Oh, so. wow, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody, I like to poke fun, uh, not poke fun, um, add a bit of humour to people that are really serious about the podcast and things. Somebody was like, how do you record your podcast? I was like, well, I stand on top of a mountain. Uh, my co-host <laughs> listens to what I'm bellowing down the mo- the mountain. They, they they write it down. They go and they record it on vinyl, with it, which then gets transferred onto tape, which then gets transferred onto CD, ripped off the CD, burnt uh, onto, the, onto the laptop, and, it, and is then edited. Uh, and so people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is that available on 8-Track? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. That, that's the, my that's dad's the... still got his. Hey, I, I've got my Tascam 688. You can record 8-Tracks on yeah. cassette. It's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also got an adapter that you can put a regular cassette into it so you can yeah, play it on yeah, your 8-Track. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. You've been fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Hey, well, um, thank you for having me. It's, it's a great thing that you're doing for Shrewsbury. Shropshire, I don't know how far you can push the boundaries on that, but to be honest, for this town, it's a great town. We need more people like you. Oh, bless you. I, I think it's a it's a worthwhile, tangible, it's a thing that people can have and embrace, and I wish more people would get on board with it, as opposed to Linda and Dave on Facebook talking about something around the world that's irrelevant. <laughs> Just get in here and do it, chip in with the community. I think it's a very vital thing, and oh, it's far more important. That. And that goes out to the, the, the whole team as well, because we all work, you know, with yeah, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and good luck with the show. Good yeah, luck with the show. I'm, really I'm not going to rely on luck. It's going to have to be effort. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need effort. Yeah, or accountability. You work hard. You work. I want hard. to say thank you, James, because it's it's people like you that have turned my life around. You know, being being a voice for people that are lost in life, perhaps wow. and facing an existential crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it up. Okay. Well, it's yeah, great. Thank you You've got much. a new listener right here. Fantastic. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, this this podcast was recorded at the Parade Shopping Centre, you know, Max. Hey, yeah, what yeah. a place. Yeah, it's, it's, like it. It, it is fantastic. Everything's changing. Um, every week, there is something new to look at mm. at the parade. Uh, whether you want to bring your kids um, during half terms in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks, if you want to bring the kids oh to God, Splat and Splodge. Yeah. Splat and Splodge is there. So you can, you say, and you've used Splat and Splodge My daughter's before. been there. She loves yeah. it, yes. And well, there's some, so many cool places. Yeah, there is. Um, there's now Madame Lama's flowers. So if you, you like your flowers, I um, love the name. <laughs> she's, she's awesome as well. <laughs> uh, and then there's the Riverview Cafe, which has got one of the most amazing views for an outside seating area. Uh, you know, you're not going to get a view like that anywhere else in Shrewsbury. So come to the parade, take a listen. Yeah. Take, a li- take a listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> take a look. Be so, here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that will not get edited out. I'm just <laughs> come to the parade, take a look. There it's is fantastic. genuinely some very unique shops. I don't think you'll, you'll find anywhere in Shropshire. It's yeah. beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, and um, make sure you check out our website. We've got a website, haven't we? Hey. Yeah, it's uh, our website. That was a good slack, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, good, good for the listeners. Uh, our website is www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. It's a fantastic, beautiful-looking website where you can get all of our audio. Also, if you don't want to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you can get your podcasts from, um, that's lovingly made by our friends at Web Orchard, who are working hard as we speak to make me a website for USUC. We work well with those guys. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, if you need a website, go to them because they're brilliant at what they do. Um, thank you very much again All for right. joining us. And thank, you. thank you, Max. Thank you for having me. It was we'll, great to meet you, James. Uh, yeah, fantastic. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>